Welcome to the Biz and Mayhem podcast, where we talk about the mayhem in our lives and how to get ahead in business and your career. This is Chris Batchelor, and I'm here with my co-host, Tara Parker. Let's get started. All right, welcome to episode 34 of the Biz and Mayhem podcast. How are you doing tonight, Tara? I am doing really well. How about you, Chris? I am fantastic. So this is the second episode in our series that we're doing on getting hired. Uh, the first episode, we talked about all about resumes. So if you haven't heard that episode, definitely go back and look for episode uh, 33, 33, season two, episode 33. Yeah, because you need that resume to get to the interview, right? So one goes with the other. So it doesn't make sense to listen to this one without going back to the, the previous one. So give that a listen, and that'll prep you for this one a little bit better than just coming into this cold, I think. Yeah. So let's assume, you know, you've got the resume and you got the call and you're actually going to go for an interview in person, or maybe you're going to do a phone interview. So this episode, we're going to talk all about what you need to do in your interview, what you need to do to get prepared. So let's roll right in uh, about getting prepared for the interview. What do you do, Tara? Well, and the, I've, you know, it's been a learning process, right? As you get um, older, more experienced, a little bit wiser, you start realizing what, how the interview is supposed to roll. And so one of the things I have learned is that when I'm called in for an interview or to talk about a job, because so not all interviews are interviews, right? They could be discussions or what have you. And I think one thing I have learned is to ask, what do I need to bring with me? Because a lot of people say, I'm going to take my resume in. Well, why? Were you told to? It's that it's that digital age, right? We're at that point where they should have it. And I've made the argument before, if you, after all the technology that is at your fingertips, and if I know your company well enough, and you can't print my resume off and bring it with you, it's one thing to have a typewriter and forget it, you know, you know, go back 30, 40, 50 years. But today you can literally text somebody from your phone at the interview and say, send me the resume. So to me, that gives that gives me a little bit of an understanding of preparation on the part of the interviewer if I have to bring my resume in with me. So I'll ask, what do I need to bring to the interview? Is there anything I need to, to bring along with me? Yeah, and I think to clarify, we're talking about asking yourself in your head, right? We're not, <laughs> well, we're not saying call the hiring manager up and saying, uh, No, what? actually during the interview, when they've asked me, when they've scheduled it, Mm-hmm. And they've and we've agreed to that okay, date and time. Yep. Good, I'll good say, point. hey, is there what do I need with to have what do I need for the interview? Anything? Yeah, I know. I know it's really common when an interview is scheduled to get sort of a set of instructions, right? You're gonna yeah. go to this place yeah. and you're gonna go to this desk or you know sign in at security, whatever. I know, you know, a lot of times uh, you'll see things like bring three copies of your resume. I haven't and, seen uh, that in years, though. Is it still out there? It's still out <laughs> it's there. Still I, out I, there. I, I know people that still do that, uh, <laughs> being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but certainly, you know, pay attention to the instructions, right? So, yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and if there's anything else, like it's you're, I mean, to the, that answer to that question, it's going to be pretty slim, right? They're just mm-hmm. going to say, just get there on time or whatever. Once in a while, I'm told you might bring pen and paper, you might bring your salary requirements, you might bring X, Y, Z things. So if you can get a little bit of a heads up on that prior to you're not going in quite cold, then you can start kind of getting yourself mentally ready. Because that's the hardest thing about an interview is being mentally prepared to handle the interview and not uh, blow it because your nerves got the best of you. Right. Yeah, I think definitely think about what you may need for this position. And that's going to be, again, very situational based on what the position is. Right. You know, there's some jobs that you don't really need to show up with anything. And then there's going to be some positions where you're going to have an art portfolio or maybe some example of your work, that kind of thing. So it's really situational there. But definitely, you know, in your head, roll through what do you need to bring. 
And like you said, you can ask the, uh, when they're scheduling the interview, ask yep. the hiring manager. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call the hiring manager up after it's been no, scheduled. No, once, once that phone hangs up, you're done. <laughs> you're you done, need to, right? Be it's part of that, that, that let's schedule an interview conversation process is when you need to ask that question. They'll always say, Hey, just contact us. If you have any questions that no, don't, don't do it because it, you'll, well, it's I, hard unless, unless you forgot directions or something yeah, like I that. mean, I, I think it's okay to contact them if you have a legitimate question, but if you're going to contact them and say, do I need to bring a number two pencil? Then, right. <laughs> you know, so Perhaps you, maybe. Use your best judgment there, you know? <laughs> well. <laughs> but yeah, certainly pay attention to any instructions that are given to you prior to the interview. Uh, really think about the things that you need to bring, you know, to you, with you to the interview. Yeah. You know, nowadays it could be just an iPad to take notes, right? Or well, yeah, whatever your note paper, taking, what, whatever you do to yeah, you're, everybody do takes notes a little bit differently. And I've learned to um, take in, I, I like writing things down, right? Absolutely. And and I think a lot of the, the those that I have interviewed with like to write things down too. And the great thing about bringing, and people are like, I don't want to take notes. I just want to listen and get through it. But you need to take notes because if you look at the statistics, when your interview lasts as long as the scheduled amount of time or even longer, mm-hmm. you stand out more as a candidate. And so the, way, the best way to facilitate that is to take notes when you hear something about the job when they're describing it grab a piece of that information, write it down. If it makes you wonder like, oh, I wonder what that means. Or I wonder how much of that is part of the job. They may be remedial questions that maybe get a little bit of like, they just touch the surface. Ask, you know, write down something to get you to ask deeper questions to make that interview last. Cause you want to build that impression upon these people. Absolutely. Well, we're not quite at the interview yet. We're still talking about what you need to do to bring the, to bring to the interview. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit in the I next section here. So I know I got to keep you kind of on the straight. Here. <laughs> um, so yeah, but when you're going to an interview, I would recommend at least bringing three copies of your resume, um, you know, two copies for other people, one copy for you, because the worst thing is when they're asking you about stuff on your resume and you can't physically look at it yourself because you've given <laughs> all your copies away, right? But definitely bring some paper copies of your resume. And, you know, again, if you have to bring something for a particular position, like you have artwork to show or something like that, make sure you bring it. But in general, what we're looking for is for candidates to be prepared. Now, we don't want you to kind of roll in with a wagon full of stuff, right? Yeah, minimize so, your baggage. <laughs> minimize your baggage, be professional, that sort of thing. And, and again, Terry, you recommend having a notepad and a pen. I think that's really helpful. I recommend, you know, bringing several copies of your resume. And again, not like 100 copies, but, you know, minimum of three. I, I well, think. and keep, if you're going to bring the paper copies, don't hold them in your hand. Find a file folder or a portfolio, something solid to put them in so you're not walking around with flimsy paper. And the same thing, you know, really watch how you bring yourself into that because you don't want to have crunk, you know, any you really want to avoid creases. I mean, you want it to look professional. I know yeah, that sounds kind sure. of silly. You want to have your portfolio, if it just be for paper or whatever, make sure it looks nice and that your your pages are protected. Because if you are going to go with the three pages, you, d- you want to make sure they're not, you, d- you didn't just spill your coffee on them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we've got all of our stuff together for the interview. You know, we're kind of getting in our in our vehicle or maybe we're getting on the train and we're going to go to wherever this interview is. You are from the Northeast uh, train. Right? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we ride the T up in Boston, oh, so we're going to get on at Quincy. <laughs> Anyhow, we won't go there. 
Yeah. So you want to roll through your head, all of these things that you need to do to make sure that you get to your interview, you know, with enough time. So you're not rushing around when you get there. So, right. um, I think that's part of the prep process to me is making sure that, um, you know, I've gone through that kind of mental checklist of, okay, I've got my you know, suit jacket, I've got my tie, you know, all this stuff's ready to go. Um, I've got, you know, my resume, I've got my portfolio again, if you need that, I've got something to put my resume in, you know, all that sort of stuff. So you, you want to really be prepared for this interview and, and it's, and it does take time to get ready for this stuff, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So again, uh, you know, logistics, trying to figure out, you know, how, how soon you need to leave. If you have the time, you know, you may even want to like do a dry run, you know, the day before, mm-hmm. um, remember to take into account traffic. If you have a 9am interview, you might get stuck in morning rush hour, right? Yes. Uh, So really make sure that you show up to that interview just a few minutes early with enough time to make sure you can get in and do whatever security procedures they want, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, But then again, don't show up like two hours early. I think 15 minutes is probably the peak amount of time. Like that's the most. Like anything before that, it's awkward, it's weird, and somebody has to entertain you and babysit you. Right. And a lot of times when, when managers are doing interviews, they will schedule several consecutive interviews together back to back to back, 30 minutes apart or 15 minutes, you know, 15 minute interviews and you're doing trying to get four in an hour or you're doing 30 minute interviews and trying to do two an hour. If you show up 15 minutes early, they're maybe in the previous interview. So you're going to be sitting around anyhow, you know, so again, you know, try and get there with just a few minutes early, but not so much early that it really becomes awkward, right? Exactly. Um, so then when, once you're in the building, you have signed in to, to usually a lot of companies now have like a, you know, security guard that you sign in, you get your guest badge or whatever their procedures are. You know, the next thing is you need to greet your, you know, greet whoever the interviewer is, right? Yes. Um, and so be professional. You know, this is kind of standard stuff. But, you know, if if they're coming towards you and you're sitting in a chair, of course, stand up. Stand up. You know, COVID has made greetings really kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, because you never know what the person is, you know, the other person wants to do. I mean, for years and years and years and years and years and years and years of business, it was a handshake, right? Yeah. Um, now we're like, ooh, germs, handshake bad, we're going to do this like, you know, fancy elbow thing. I, I don't know. We're doing fist bumps, whatever. But I generally read follow, the room, <laughs> read the room, follow the lead of what the what the uh, well, person and, is. And doing. it's good to keep in mind, too, that the hiring manager may be reading the room as well for you. So that's what makes it awkward, right? Because you, they don't know you. They don't know where you're at. There's nothing wrong with saying, I'm, you know, we can shake hands. I'm I'm an, you can verbalize where your boundaries are at. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, certainly, uh, I think these days it's not awkward to ask that sort of thing, but yeah, you should be able to read the social clues, uh, pretty easily. So, you know, you greet the person, um, sometimes they'll have, you know, sort of a junior person come in and bring you to the actual interview room. Uh, where you have a senior manager that's already in there. Um, That's really common. Sometimes it'll be the HR person that comes and gets the interviewee. And then sometimes they're all sitting in the room and they just tell you to go through that door, right? So Help I mean, yourself. That, that <laughs> kind of third varies. Third on the left. <laughs> but, you know, certainly get the greetings out of the way. You want to be pleasant and, you know, well, polite. When you, the greetings. And so... It's you know if you shake hands you fist bump whatever it is say your first and last name clearly and carefully that's a big thing is you need to communicate they know who you are but it's still yeah great great point you want to verbalize it so they hear your name it's another point for them to remember you and I will throw in here too I mean this is one aspect of the interview that really is culturally dependent right 
I know particularly in Japan, they have different ways of greeting yes. people. So be sensitive to where you're at. Yes. Um, you know, the things that w- may work in, you know, Mideast USA or may, n- may not work the same um, in Central America or in Asia. And they don't. Different I've, parts I've done the world, studies. So. They don't. Yeah. So <laughs> just, right just now. be aware, um, you know, and, and again, if you don't know, then that may, that might be a cultural faux pas that, that, you know, that you may learn from and the next time you can do better on. Uh, but definitely read the room and, you know, greet the, you know, people in a way that is congruent with whatever culture you right. are in, right? Yeah. Definitely don't force them into your culture. Um, you're coming into their world. You need to be respectful of that, right? Yes. Come in, you greet everybody. Usually everybody sits down. Um, and then the next thing is, you know, um, there's usually this awkward pause in the middle for, you know, somebody's going to get started, right? So um, you're, the hiring manager will start and yet the most popular question, question rather, and I'll tell you why here in a second is tell me about yourself. Yeah. And it is a, a trap. O- open-ended question. Um, you need to be careful how you answer that. Well, b- before the question even gets going, I would recommend opening your portfolio folder, whatever, pulling out your resume and, and offering it to the other parties. They, they may not take it, but at least you have offered it, right? Because I've been in interviews where you get talking and then it's like 20 minutes in and you're just, oh, well, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you here's have your, my resume. Because you know, people forget. But a lot of times managers will make notes on the physical copy of the resume. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a good reminder for them after they've interviewed, you know, three, five, 10, 20 people, right. they go back and look at their notes and it jogs the memory about a specific thing with yeah. a person. So yeah. just because somebody's writing on your resume, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's usually a good thing. Um, you want them to take notes. But definitely, <laughs> definitely ignore when they're taking notes. Don't, don't get it in your head like, oh, they're writing about how bad I am or whatever. Just, you know, just understand well, that they, they need some notes to jog their memory later on. Yeah, and they may not they may not define that or, or validate why they're making notes. unless If it's a phone interview, they'll tell you, hey, if you hear awkward pauses, just know I'm taking notes because I that's how I do things. So if they're if they're in the room and they're taking notes, they're not going to tell you I'm taking notes because this is how I, they're just going to presume that you know. Right. So you need to keep that. And COVID has taught that us right with the interview process is becoming more remote, and people are, are verbalizing a lot more. That's it still stands true. So if they don't say hey I'm taking notes because it's a good thing, just assume it's a good thing. Don't get all nervous and crazy about it. Just go with the flow. Yeah. So speaking of note taking, I know you have some specific thoughts around note taking. So let's roll into that. I mean, yeah. so you brought a pen and paper, you know, to this thing, you know, what do you write on it, if anything? Well, when I'm listening to an interview, um, when they're telling me about the job position, first off, I will have studied that job position pretty closely to make sure I know what I'm applying to and I know what we're going to talk about. Because that's what we're there to talk about is that role and how I fit into it. And so as the interviewer is telling me about the role, I'm mentally figuring out, does this line up with what they said? Because that's important to me. If you know the role and it matches what has been put out there about the role, then I'm getting, I'm making those notes on the side that not everybody's going to do that. I operate a little differently mentally, probably, but you're going to hear something. You're going to hear um, something about team building. Does that mean I'm going to be working? Do I, will I be managing a team? Or if they say something along the lines of, you know, there's administrative work, well, what does that look like? So you're looking for little hidden cues that are that weren't defined as well. And the reason being is to extend the conversation. You want to stand out. And the best way to do that is get those people talking to you and in such a fashion where you can say, 
yeah, I totally get where that what you mean by that. Because in my previous role, I did that specific thing in this, you know, this project, or this is my experience that accounts towards that. And that's what those notes are about. It's to say, I have experience with that. It, it gets you relatable to that role and makes you a really good fit for it. If it works out, not every role is going to be a good fit. Please keep that in mind. Right. So yeah, I mean, um, for me with the notes, what I like to do is I, I will caution people from the other side of the table as, as a hiring manager if you're over there and you're writing down every word that I say, no. um, that's not not a good sign, right? That 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 throws some warning flags <laughs> up in my head. You no, wanna, you want shorthand. <laughs> you, well, not even shorthand. I mean, I want the the person who I'm interviewing to be engaged in the interview, right? right? So when you are writing notes, you're not necessarily engaging with the other people in the room. So if you are going to write notes, then then use that note taking sparingly, right? Yes, yes. Um, Don't spend you know, the whole time writing. <laughs> you should, you know, if somebody talking and you may write down three or four words. I often like to write notes down that'll jog my memory to go back and ask because then they'll say, well, do you have any other questions at the end? And you'll exactly. be like, no, I don't have any. And then you walk out the door and you realize, well, I actually should have asked about this, that, or the other thing. So you can use that note paper as a way for you to, you know, jog your memory about asking specific mm-hmm. questions. Use it kind of like a parking lot as the conversation flows, right. you know, when things that you want to circle back on. And I'll also say that the notepad, it can be helpful for you to write down a list of things that you have questions of before you even get to the interview. So if you want to know about benefits and salary and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you can just do a bulleted list. And then as you talk about things, you can check your notes and say, well, we talked about that. We talked about this. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Let me ask about that. Right. So I think that the notes kind of goes both ways. It's it's helpful to have a pre-formatted list of questions, you know, things that you want to find out about, about the position. And then it's also helpful to, you know, to write down uh, sort of as a parking lot. But, right. but again, note-taking should be kind of of sparingly because it's just little bits right. like admin if they say something that's administrative it's something that's going to remind you i have a question about that but they're still talking and just slam it down real quick and that's it yeah you, you definitely want to make sure you use it sparingly so that's all about notes so let's roll in i know you had a lot about questions so let's uh, go into that i know a lot of hiring managers like you said will start out with a really vague question in the beginning i i personally don't do that my style is you know you kind of greet them everybody is nervous at the beginning of this whole thing right so what i try and do is i want the candidate to tell me i mean i don't want to intimidate the candidate so i want them to feel comfortable so often what I do is I I will make sure that I am the first person to talk and that, you know, I will, you know, talk for a little bit in the beginning and that gives the other person sort of a chance to kind of, you know, relax and (laughs) and kind of, you know, breathe and reset themselves. Right. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll give an overview of the uh, position. You know, you've applied for such and such position. This is kind of what we're looking for. These are the skill sets that are important. You know, I'll try and tee them up so that they can then have the conversation back with me about why their skill set matches what I'm looking for. right? Right. I think that's what a good interviewer does. I know a lot of interviewers will ask really nutty questions and they kind of, you know, brag about, well, I asked them this and they answered that. I, I personally am not a fan of any of that kind of shenanigans. And when I'm in interviews and I get asked a really wacky question, I, I to me, that reflects poorly on the person giving the interview. Because, I, I mean, there's really, I mean, getting a job is very straightforward thing. You have this work for me to do. I have these skills to do that work. 
And the output is you get your work done, right? Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I know that there's some creative functions where you want to judge how people think creatively and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. But I mean, that's not most of the positions in the world, right? Yeah. So I, I would advise you, if you are a hiring manager, to keep your line of questioning very simple, straightforward. Don't try and trick people. Don't spend the night no, before don't. the interview on the internet trying to figure out wacky questions. Because when I do go in, you know, when, I, when I've been on interviews before, you know, as an interviewee, as somebody being interviewed, you are judging that company that is interviewing you, right? Right. So you're taking... Should be anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're taking a combination of what you know about the company, maybe their advertising, you know, the interactions that you've had with them so far. And then the next piece of that puzzle is, well, how are the people from that company interacting with me at this point in time? So for questions, if you're giving an interview, certainly keep it simple, keep it relevant. That's my recommendation. Certainly not everybody's going to follow that, but, but at least that's what, what I think is best uh, in these sort of situations is, you know, again, keep it simple, keep it relevant. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and in going with that, it's so, and I appreciate that too, when an interviewer starts the, the process out, cause you called me in, right? right. Like it, to me, that's, you should definitely start that conversation and hand the baton off to me at some point in time, more specifically after you've said, this is the role, this is what I expect out of the role. Tell me about your experience. And then you kind of compare notes as to how that's going to turn out. Right. And so going back to that question of tell me about yourself, right. it's such a, a trap question because if they've done anything with the DIC personality test, that's where that comes from because they're looking for something specific in that question, the way you answer it will automatically either qualify you or disqualify you. And the rest of the interview is just, it's a crap shot. There's, there's just no way to get past it. So you remember that scene in Goonies? Yes. You, you, you've seen Goonies, right? Only I can, Only yes. a billion times. Right. When, uh, was it Chunk had his hand in the blender and they're they're going to blend his hand right. and they want to get the info. And he's like, this time in third grade, I threw this <laughs> thing. Right. I mean, to me, that's like those open-ended questions are like, well, where do you want me to start? Well, what they're, so they're looking for four things, right? From that DICS personality test is what it is. And they're looking to see if you're detail-oriented or goal-oriented, if you're an influencer or if you're just kind of a steady Eddie. Yeah. And that's, and it's such a, it's, like I said, you can shoot yourself in the foot. So you're like, tell me about yourself. Oh, well, I'm a single mom with three kids and I enjoy golfing on the weekends and reading a book. And they're like, oh, well, clearly you're not into the interview. Well, you didn't start off with the actual interview. Right. You started off with a casual question with between uh, an icebreaker. Like, and so starting off with the, this is what this job is. This is what we need from this job. Tell me about your experience. Yeah, no, that's how it should go. I'll even add that you know if the hiring manager doesn't explain about the position because I know ask. I know a lot of people. Yeah, definitely ask. So, but when you ask, you should not be. When you ask about the position, you should be knowledgeable about the position that you've applied for, right? You should um, know how to like. That's part of your homework. Yes, <laughs> like if you read, I read. There's some administrative duties attached to this position. What can you tell me about those? And what I, do those duties look like? And I think it can even be helpful to have a copy of the yeah. of the posting with you, right, along with your resume. Yes. So that that's another thing that you can do. In, in fact, your you can take notes on that job description, like they're taking notes on your resume. Absolutely, there yeah, you it go. Definitely goes both ways. There, there you so. are. Uh, yeah, definitely. If they don't tell you about the position, uh, you know, then do your research. Um, and again, uh, along with figuring out where the, where you're going for your interview and how long it's going to take you to get there. Yeah. The other things of, of pre pre research, I think you should do pretty thoroughly are what is the position that they're doing? What are some of the other positions that they're maybe hiring for at the same location? Yes. 
and you know, see if you can see any patterns there. And also, um, another thing is know the company, right? Um, mm -hmm. you should be able to walk into the company and when you're in the interview, I would recommend that you should be able to say like three to five sentences about what the company does and a little bit about their history. Because yes. if you walk in and you're like, well, I don't know what you guys do here. I'm you just know? interested I, in getting paid. I just want to get a job, you know, then that doesn't speak very no, highly of you. Well, when you're looking for a position and to your point of researching, it means you go to the website, you check the about me, if their values and missions and vision statement are available, go read those because those should align with some of your own personal and professional values. And if they don't, you're probably not going to be a good fit for that company. And so don't go into that interview cold, not knowing anything about their mother. Even if they're a small mom and pop shop, that first interview um, that when they schedule the interview can be like hey you don't have a website can you tell me about your a little bit more about your company before you know so I know yeah, how absolutely. to so and you need to know who you're dealing with you know, know your audience I, I would even say if you're going for something like an IT specifically if you're working at you know some of these big brand name companies mm -hmm. like for an example, if I was to go apply for a position at Apple, I'm not going to walk in with a Samsung phone, right? I mean, probably not. You're going to want to be an Apple fanboy or fangirl, you know. We well, want to know the product. You want to know the product. You want to know the the company history, you know. So again, that that's just other things you can do. Um, but re you can really use that leverage to your advantage in the interview, you know, when they're talking to you and just say, oh, well, I know you guys do this or you do yeah. that. That speaks very highly of a candidate if they're informed about the company. Well, yeah, I know when I transitioned from academia to, um, to aviation, that was one of the things is what, why are you interested in coming to us? You, you're in academia. What's, oh, this is why I'm interested because I've, I've always been interested in these companies for, you know, X, Y, Z reasons. And I had my reasons. Come I don't on, you, could be, you could be honest, Tara. <laughs> I'm getting out of academia because of hours are long and the pay is crap and <laughs> i don't have a cur curricula vitae <laughs> my cv is only 22 pages not 29 yeah pages. i just i just need help i want to fly <laughs> i just want to fly and i don't mean figuratively i mean i want to fly. all right so but, let's talk a little bit about some other questions that you may get asked the challenging questions yes let's people talk are, about those people are scared to ask questions in an interview and i think that's because you don't realize you're also vetting this company to work you want to give them their your skills right that's what they're interviewing you for is your skill set don't be desperate going into these interviews. And I, I know having, you know, I'm a single mom. I was laid off one year. I was a single mom. It means single income, right? And so being laid off with three kids, it means I'm in dire straits, like as soon as I get laid off. And I picked a job that's like, it's a job. It's going to pay the bills. I need to take it because I don't know when it's going to, I don't know. And you get in that panic mode and that survival mode, um, fight or flight. Right. And so in doing that, I nearly screwed myself over in my career by taking on a, a job because it just had a paycheck. And so I learned through some coaching and some um, some of my own research how to ask the challenging questions. And I've knocked a few people off of their blocks, right? So one interview, I'm being interviewed by this employer and this this she's like, okay, do you have any questions for me? I'm like, actually, yeah, because I had identified that I wasn't a good fit. Right. I saw it. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what about my my resume? Thought you uh, thought I was a good fit for this role. And she was just like, Oh, uh, Oh, Oh. Um, and she went back to my resume. Cause I, I, she, one of us had my resume and she just read my objective statement right back to me. It's like, Oh, you just need a body in the seat. Right. I'm, yeah. There are those kinds of jobs. Oh no. And then there's been other positions where they're like, actually you've got project management and I really need somebody who understands project management. You seem to understand change. So that's how I know that they've read my resume and they've done as much research on me through my resume as I did on them as they can, they can pull the skills out of my resume that align with the job to say, well, this is why. And what that does, Chris, 
is it sta- you stand out when you ask those questions? Why, why do you think I'm good for this role? Why did you bring me in here? Not in those words, watch your wording. It makes them think, oh yeah, this is why. And actually, it's still a good thing. This is all still, because they'll, they'll use whatever they've heard from you in that interview to validate what they're saying to you as well. So it's a hard question to ask. And I think I've also been told another way to word it from a headhunter is, what about my resume concerns you? I don't like that question as well, because it's like you want, at that point, they're going to tell you your weaknesses, or if they haven't already asked you about them, which we can hit on that in a second. But just saying, you know what, what attracted you to me? What attracted you to my resume? What did you like about my resume? I think that's a solid question to ask anybody in an interview. And you'll know from that answer if it's going to be somebody you want to work for or not right there and as far as the the person and the culture one of the other questions that oh I was that was the one I was just talking about a second ago oh the oh the person before me the person if it's a role you're backfilling and you're you're somebody else is coming you're coming into this role perhaps and um one of the things you kind of want to know to challenge that person that's interviewing you is what were the weaknesses of the person that filled the position before and what that's going to do it's going to get them to open up as to well we really needed this and you can say, oh, and you can fill in that gap for them, right? right? And that fills in that whole, you can become a stronger candidate with these really challenging questions with every answer if you can. Yeah, I would, I would caution you though. Um, I mean, you worded it saying, you know, what was the person's weakness in the role before? You may want to reword it to not be focused on the person before. Correct. Right? Yeah, you want to, that, the, yes. They might just shut down and say, well, we can't tell you that. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah um, we don't want personnel. We want, what What was the role missing before? Right. What? Or, or what? what's the most challenging thing about this role? Or, or what are some critical skills that are needed in this role? Yeah. There, there's a lot of ways I think you can frame that question and right. get, still get the same information out, right? Absolutely. And it's important um, to know because like I said, you extend that conversation and you stand out. They remember talking to you. They remember having to think because you want that interviewer to think with you in the room because that means you're going to make them think in the job too. And that's probably what they're looking for. Could be. You know, one thing I will advise though is is a two-step approach if you're asking questions. I always like to tee up a really easy question, like a softball question, right? Yeah. And I like to ask that. And then if if I have a really hard question, I'll ask that second. And the reason why I do that is because if you just ask a bunch of hard questions, then the person is like, feel like they're working hard and that they may not feel very good about themselves because you're <laughs> asking them a bunch of hard questions, right? So make sure that you, you know, sort of, uh, you know, use logic, you know, use your best judgment. But if you've got to ask a hard question, then my recommendation is sort of primer it by teeing up a softball question. Right. Let them, let them feel like they got a win in the book because they answered something relatively simple. I mean, don't ask them something stupid, right? No, ask and you don't want to grill them. Right. right. You don't want to grill them, but definitely ask them information about, you know, stuff that you want to know. Give them, right. give them sort of a softball question and then and then kind of follow that up with a harder question, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you don't want them to, because they're going to tell you all the great things about the role, right, to sell it to you because if you're a good fit, they want you to take the job. Right. At the same time, you don't want to get wrapped up in a position that is not right for you because you forgot to ask, what about this? What about that? What are you looking for? What what could make this role easier? What skills could really make this role less challenging or whatever the, the you want to dig a little deeper, yeah, so definitely um, ask questions that, you know, sort of find out about the strengths and weaknesses of the position. You know, maybe if they're trying to grow the position into something else, it could be a brand new position, right? Right. And you might want to find out, well, what prompted that brand new position? So basically, you know, you want to be able to ask questions about, you know, why am I here? Why are you hiring 
hiring for somebody because there are companies out there, there are positions out there that have very high turnover rate. Yes. Um, and companies typically, I don't think, will disclose what their turnover rate is for a specific position. And I don't think you should ask about that. But but you can certainly ask questions that will, will give you little nuggets of information so you can put the story together, right? Right. Yeah. And you keep the conversation going, keep talking and exchanging information. So another uh, question you had on here that I really liked is, uh, you know, what does a typical day look like in the role? You know, sort of, this is a great way for you to envision yourself in the role and what it would be like for you to actually hold this position. Right. Um, You know, I guess uh, I'll give you kind of an example. I interviewed for a position earlier in my career and they said on the position that, you know, on the, you know, the external job uh, description said it was, you know, like 25% travel, right? Yeah. And so when I, I asked them, you know, I didn't mention that number in the interview, but I said, well, how much travel do you do? And the guy kind of got this smirk on his face. And he said, well, we do a little bit of travel. And um. of course, me being an engineer, I'm like, okay, define a little <laughs> bit. And he goes, well, I was on the road 200 days last year. Like, a little okay, bit? That's majority. That is not a little bit of travel. That is a full-time travel job, right? When you're traveling more than half the year. So, Oh, um, wow. A little... Wh- who was he? <laughs> I mean, the way he smiled, I was just like, okay, he's being sarcastic. Was it an engineer as well? He, he was an engineer. But oh, my God. <laughs> you guys speak the same yeah, language, though. I, I read him pretty good, <laughs> let me tell you. But, yeah, definitely ask questions like, you know, what is a day in the job like? Because, yeah. you know, I mean... Let's be honest, uh, you know, you're you're asking to come into uh, a, you know, an arrangement with a company and that may last a year to several years to the rest of your career, Good. right? And you want to make sure that that fits in with your lifestyle, right? Yes. So definitely ask that question, you know, what does a typical day look like? Another question that you may ask is, you know, what are the expectations? And I, I, I even think about culture, right? And I don't mean yeah. like, I, I, think, I think corporate culture when I say that word and I'm saying, you know, is, is, do you have flexible schedules? Does everybody need to be in their seat by eight o'clock? I mean, you know, what, well, are, you what know, are the roles and expectations during the day on the job? So you know, I've, that, a, I've approached that, that question in a way that um, somebody actually praised me for is what personality will fit best in this role? And it, it was one of those questions that are like, oh, that's, that's a good, good question. Actually, this is, this is what would fit the role. We need somebody who can do X, Y, Z things. It just happened to, you know, it's a good conversation piece, but it's one of those things too, where you realize you know, they, they'll kind of, that's when they're starting like, oh, well, actually we've got, you know, kind of like this bear personality. He can be kind of, kind of hard to handle. We've got a couple of people who are this way. And so we kind of, they start, start talking about the variety of, you know, the, the different people and why they have to be flat. We've got a bunch of parents that work for us. So there's always somebody gone for a soccer match or something. And so you kind of, that's that digging deep into the culture bit is, is you got to find out those little nuggets so that, you know, I can work with these kind of people, or I, I can't work with a bunch of parents. I don't have kids. I don't want to deal with that. You know, that's, it's, you got to match up um, both professionally at the skill level and at the the cultural level, right? Yeah, and I think, um, you know, kudos to those companies that can verbalize that and really express that in an interview. Uh, but I think what you're going to fall into and, and find a lot of times as companies are either afraid to disclose too much of that kind of information or they just can't, they just don't know. I mean, they know, but they don't really know how to say it in a way that they think is politically correct or well, whatever. I think what you you're know. looking for is like so, flexibility and everybody gets along or yeah, we do well enough. Certainly you can ask about what are the expectations in this role 
um, around, you know, do people get lunches? Does everybody eat lunch do at their people desk? Get I mean, lunch? By, legally, we have to. Otherwise, we wouldn't. <laughs> well, but, but that's been in the news before, right? I mean, right. Uh, you know, there was, uh, uh, I forget an article, but, you know, there was, a, there was a law that was changed because people weren't eating lunches, you know, and this is in another country. But, you know, I mean, those are certain certainly things that you want to ask. I mean, you know, does, you know, what's the expectation of you in this position? And, you know, just be aware, though, that sometimes companies don't always know what they really want, right? They're kind of like, because they are people, right? People don't always know what they want. So just, you know, make sure that you're aware and, and you can put things within context, right? right? Well, and you'll know as the interview is going, you'll know what questions to and not to ask, right? You don't want to ask every single question at every single interview. You kind of read the room and realize this is not working out, time to check out, or this is going really stinking well. I've got some warm fuzzies. I think I'll go ahead and ask a few more questions to really, because this is really starting to draw me in. And you'll get a feel from your audience too, if they feel the same way. Yeah, you talk talk about reading the room. And I, I like to do that. You know, one thing I ask myself, okay, is this a casual group? Or is this a very formal group or somewhere in the middle? Are or are they, they faking it? Do they, they're acting, or are they faking it? You know, <laughs> they're because, acting professional, but they're really dropping right. the F-bomb every time you turn around in the office. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think uh, a lot of hiring managers will act a little more formal if there's an HR person in the room, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, you know, take that into account as well. Uh, but, you know, like you said, just try and read the room and get a read for, you know, well, hey, what's this like? One thing you can do to figure out how formal they are is is really kind of ask them different questions around that sort of thing. You know, certainly know what the dress code is supposed to be, uh, that sort of thing. You know, are there, is there like, you know, Hawaiian shirt Fridays or whatever, you know, <laughs> I mean, a- ask about those sorts of things. And, and like I said, a lot of times, you know, hiring managers don't feel like they're allowed to give you certain bits of information, but you can ask questions and start to put that puzzle piece together. So. Well, they, they, they may not be able to introduce the information to you, but they can answer when you ask. And they'll probably try and find a PC way of doing it. Um, I know I've been in some interviews where they're like, um, so we do have this that goes on. It's not a whole lot. It is there just so you're clear. And that kind of gives you a good warm fuzzy of they do like you for the role. So that kind of tell it's a way to gauge what's how the interview is going and where you're standing in the candidate pool. If you're going for a job that's at a higher level, I say an executive, um, I don't think it's out of the rules change, right? (laughs) I don't think it's out of the question to ask to come back and interview some of their individual contributors, right? Yeah. Uh, Because you can really get a sense of what's going on with the company and maybe some of the issues that they have and that sort of thing. So, you know, definitely depending on the position and the level that you're going for, the rules may be slightly different. Uh, And you know what? You mentioned that. It's a, I know somebody who recently interviewed for a position and it was one where they wanted to groom this individual, if they had hired them, this particular um, position was going to be groomed for the controller position. So it's an accounting and all this number stuff. Right. And one of the things that this interviewee said was, or asked was, if you're going to have me managing people, who are these people? What do they look like? How do they operate? Give me some <laughs> Show insight. Show me the people. Right? And she wanted to do that because she realized I can, like, if I can't choose my team and I'm inheriting one, what problems am I? But you don't want to say, what are these people like? Absolutely. What are, mean, the, what are the skill sets I'm managing? What are the personality types? And, and where are the boundaries at? Yeah, I mean, let's be completely honest here. The management of a company is the, the, the you know, the biggest representatives, 
you know, people wise of that company. So they're, they're always going to think the best about things. Right. They're, they're not necessarily going to disclose or even sometimes be aware of some of the issues that happen at the lower levels. Right. Right. So, right. But again, you know, in the interview, regardless of all of this, I think it's, uh, you know, depending on the questions you ask, like I said, what you're trying to do is kind of piece that puzzle together and you yes. should leave the interview having somewhat of a clear picture of, you know, what the daily life is like for somebody in that position, what this company is like, sort of what their policies are like, that sort of thing. So you should come away with a, is this a place for me or not? And I would really recommend to people that taking a job really, you know, and again, we're not talking about somebody that's in a desperate situation. We're talking about um, if you have the luxury of deciding whether or not to take a job because it's a good career move and you may already have a job and that sort of thing, I would really recommend that the thing that you go through in your head is it's a straight yes or a straight no. There is no middle ground, right? And and I would even go so far, so far as to say is it's either a heck yes or not, nah, I'll pass, right? <laughs> because I, I really believe that being at the right company and having the, the right people around you makes a huge difference in your world for your mental health, right? Right. And, I, and, and we are talking more about mental mental health in our society, but it is so, so important that, uh, you know, you don't just take a job just because now, again, there are situations where you have to do that and that's fine. But if you, like I said, if you have the luxury of being able to do that, it's either a heck yes or a no. And if it's not a heck yes, then it, it, you know, it's a nice to have, but it's, it may be a no. Now, if it's like, you know, they're going to give you double your salary and you're like, eh, maybe then maybe that turns it into a heck yes. Mm -hmm. Right. You want to come away from that interview again, having a pretty good idea of what daily life is like. And if it fits in with you, that's the biggest exactly. question. Exactly. Um, not that their, you know, daily life is bad or anything. The big question is, does it fit in with you and your lifestyle and your expectations and the, the things that you, um, you know, really t almost to a moral ground, right? Does this yes. company morally fit with you and that sort of thing? Yeah. So, um, really kind of have those, uh, you know, those conversations with yourself, yes. uh, and be honest about it. Right. I mean, um, you may find that you, you're a, a, you know, really big fan of a brand and you go interview for them and they're jerks and you're like, I don't want to work there. Exactly. Well, know? yeah. And that's okay. And that's there's, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, there's, there's other opportunities out there, but definitely be honest with yourself on that. So like you said, there's other questions you want to ask, you know, ask them if they have any concerns about your qualifications. I would, you know, kind of steer away from that almost a little bit because you're putting doubt in their mind. That's why I didn't like when I was told to work that way. I'm like, I don't like that. That sounds so negative. I like what attracted you to the my yeah, resume. Definitely. What's, I like that. Keep, keep the line of questioning positive. positive. And uh, I, I certainly would ask it if, you know, what they liked about your resume, what they liked about your qualifications. Yeah. That sort of thing. You, you know, you can ask them things like, what's the most challenging part of this position? Or where do people struggle with typically with this position, I think is a good question to ask. But again, remember, you're dealing with people, so they may not have answers to all this stuff. Right. So like, you know, like I said, just be cognizant and again, read the room, right? Yeah. All right. There's lots of questions you can ask. The, the big question is probably around salary, right? Because... You know, let's be honest, the reason we all go to jobs is so we can get that money thing <laughs> you to pay, pay mortgages <laughs> and all that sort of right, stuff, right? Right, What's your thought on, on the whole salary deal? Because I know we've talked in the past that, you know, they should put the salary range yeah. on the job description because that would... That you know, takes care of some issues right off the save bat. Save a lot of hoo-ha, right? Right. But I, I know a lot of companies don't do that, and salary comes becomes kind of like a, you know, kind of almost a taboo topic yeah. at times. 
Uh, but what's your thoughts on salary expectations? Well, I think I, I personally, I would not ask, what does this job pay? I would, because that puts you in a corner and you've given up your negotiating power right off the bat. Um, unless they bring up salary, don't talk about it. Now, I know one interview that I have attended, I was told in my preparation um, that, you know, the whole scheduling the interview, they said, come with your salary expectations. It's like, oh, oh my. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to well, shoot myself how, in the foot? How or? big do I want to go here? <laughs> right. Like, is this like an open-ended opportunity or so, do I need uh, to hit the mark? I need to find the bullseye and hit so yeah, it. yeah, your CEO, what does he make? Right. I'll, I'll take a dollar less. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. And so that's where researching the position in the company and the industry comes in very handy. And there's a lot of great websites out there. Glassdoor is one of them, I think Indeed and LinkedIn. They all provide some sort of insight to salary expect or salary to salary ranges for different positions. So there's a lot of opportunity to research. And that all that does is just give you fighting power, so to speak. So it gives you a, a good argument to stand on. And so usually until they start bringing up salary, you know, and it's such a dangerous question. Well, what do you, what are your salary expectations? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. <laughs> that, whatever's left over after you guys have paid your bills. I don't yeah. Know. So you, you need to come prepared. Even if you don't know, you should be prepared for that. Go prepared. Be reasonable. If it's a $20 an hour position at McDonald's, don't ask for 40 because clearly that's not going to work, right? right? And so um, whatever the figure out what the position is worth and then, you know, for your skill set, eh, add 10 to 15% to that and see how it goes. That's kind of the typical standard for interviewing coaching per my research. And I know I've been asked this question when I was told to come in with your salary expectations, like, okay, we're going to do this right off the bat. I'd rather just kill the bird right now and walk away or, you know, fly off with the bird. And so I, I told them, you know what, I will give you, and I'll tell you, I had to get some coaching on this, right? And I'll tell you, I'm a, being female, I went to males for this because women will, will sell ourselves short quick and it's whatever is offered, we'll take it just because we're going to take it. But I got some insight from some of um, some of the guys that I've talked to and they gave me some coaching. And so when I was asked, I was like, you know what? If you offer me this job today, I'll take this. That hard hard answer, we, we can start, we can just go. If you can't offer me today, then this is my range and we can start negotiations in there. And they're like, that's fair. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, really? Oh, <laughs> this worked out. But you don't bring up salary. You don't ask them, well, what does the job pay? Because then you corner yourself and then they have, they can say, well, it pays this. Oh, okay. You either take it or leave it, right? <laughs> right. It's like. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think salary is, is really something you should not focus on and, and really only talk about if they bring it up. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the next episode we're going to do is we're going to talk about after the interview. So we're going to, you know, dive pretty deep into the negotiations and salary and all that kind of stuff. But certainly on the salary question during the interview, certainly leave it alone. If, you know, if you think that question is going to come up, Highly recommend. There's a bunch of websites out there now that will give you data on what different positions make. And they're even geographically specialized, right? You can put in for your zip code and see what a program manager makes. And again, that, that salary is going to change depending on industry. You know, you know, somebody working at a general retail store isn't going to make as much money as somebody working right. different position, you know, say an engineering facility, yeah. right? Yep, yep. So I think, uh, you know, salary is going to be based upon what they're paying other people. And I know a lot of big companies now, they have whole departments that just try and figure out, you know, what's a fair salary for a specific position based on their skill set and job requirements and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you can just kind of skip the whole salary question altogether. But again, that salary 
question does come up, you know, if you get offered the job, uh, then we get into the negotiation side of things. And, and I think we'll talk about that on the next episode. I think that's a good idea. Cause that's a, like I said, there's a, a lot of opportunity for a lot of audience out there. Definitely research the role, find out, you know, sort of what people are making in, in similar roles, that sort of thing, you know, and I wouldn't, I would even stress, don't forget about the human side of this thing. Yeah. I mean, you can ask people that are currently doing that, like, Hey, do you mind telling me what you make? I mean, if you work with them, that's kind of not appropriate. Uh, but if they work for a different company, then you might be able to have that conversation. But certainly you can go to Glassdoor is one of them. I think there's, there's yeah, a number Glassdoor. of websites that, that have this information out there now. So yeah. definitely do your research on salary, but we'll talk about that in the next episode. We already talked a little bit, uh, you had on here about talking about culture, Yeah. find out what your day is like, you know, at that position, you know, find out what the position's missing or find out what they want to add to the position too. Yeah. Um, I would say as well. So last point you have on here is about confidence. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, Man, when you're doing an interview and, and you can tell somebody's like their foot shaking and the whole table's <laughs> moving, you know that they're, you know, that they're, they're nervous. nervous. Right? They're second guessing themselves and they're, they're, the interview's probably not going as well as it could. Um, and so I'm a, I'm a, a big fan of confidence. I, I, I go in, I mean, I've got a commanding presence, right? I'm six foot one. I hold myself up tall and straight and I wear heels. So I know I'm intimidating. So I take that factor into consideration, especially if I'm interviewing, interviewing with a guy that's like five foot one, like he, you, but I'll still go in with a comfortable confidence that, yeah, I may be big and large. I'm not in charge. I'm here to present myself. I'm confident of what I can offer you and I can back everything up. You know, I'm not going to inflate my resume to the point where I can't prove it. And so, um, but know your stuff. If, if your resume says that you can do, this is just out there, but if you can do surgery, then you better be able to talk surgery and do it in such a fashion that it makes sense to the person you're talking to so they can't call shenanigans on you. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say the tip that I would give somebody who's nervous in an in a interview is, the interview is probably going better than you think. Yeah. In your head, you people very often will, in their head, you know, talk themselves down or be yeah. negative. I mean, this is just our biology, right? I mean, when we were living out, you know, in nature and didn't have nice <laughs> houses and we had to make sure tigers didn't eat us and things like that. I mean, you had to be really aware, right? So right. Your, your psychology is you're always looking out for danger, right? And that's just a very primal part of the brain. Just be aware of that, that the interview is probably going better than you think. Now that, that being said, be a little bit realistic. You know, I mean, if you're totally bombing this thing, then recognize that too. But, you know, but in general, if you're super nervous, just, you know, well, you can kind of counter that in. in the, there's a way to kind of calm those nerves down ahead of time. That goes back to the thing I'm the biggest fan of, which is emotional intelligence. Before you go into that interview, mentally prepare yourself. If you know, you get nervous at interviews, your hands get clammy and you get real sweaty. Know to expect that from yourself. So when it happens, you're not worried like, oh my God, my hands are so clammy. You know, what's going to happen. Stop acting like this is new information to you. If you know you get nervous and you're, you, you kind of have that hesitating voice, you know, when you're in that, that situation, realize that that happens and clear your, be ready to kind of clear your throat beforehand to speak. Know your, your biological responses to these situations a little bit more so that when you go into it, you can focus on your resume and the job description and the interviewer versus there's so much pit sweat underneath my arms that if I try to shake this person's hand, they're going to see it and it's right. over. Yeah. So be prepare yourself mentally for it because like you said, it's the interview is probably going to go better than you think. Even if you don't get the job, you probably still made a good impression where they say, Hey, 
you know, if this doesn't work out for us, can I pass your name on to somebody else in the company I think you'd be a good fit for? Yeah. So, you know, as somebody who gives interviews, I mean, that's one thing that we look for is how nervous is this person, you know, and if they're generally qualified for a position and they're a little bit nervous, I kind of write that off. I don't really hold that against somebody all that much. And I mean, but you know, certainly if they're uncontrollably nervous, then I start to wonder why are they really nervous? What are you lying about? What are they lying about in their (laughs) resume? What are you hiding? That's another tip. Give me your references. Now I want to check them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's another thing of, you know, make sure you don't overinflate your resume because then you won't be comfortable in the interview (laughs) and that'll show. Right. So So tell me how you do uh, this. Why would I do that? Because your resume says you know how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, definitely, Again, you know, with confidence, you want to be as confident as you can. Um, be you. And, and, you know, one tip that I have, if you don't have a lot of confidence, is to find somebody that you can role play this thing with, right? Yeah. Because if you can sit down there and sort of, you know, role play different scenarios, you, you're going to become more comfortable because yes. it's going to be less foreign to you. It's going to be, it's going to be less, uh, you know, unusual to you, right? So definitely, uh, if you can, you know, and you're nervous, then go ahead and, and find somebody that you can role play this with. Um, you practice, know, practice, practice. Exactly. Another thing is before you go to the interview, try and center yourself, you know, be calm, try and make sure you're doing activities that don't get you all wound up, <laughs> you right. know, or, you know, if you, if you, you know, if working out is calming to you, then go work out. Right. right. Um, if, if it, you know, if you can't, sleep for three days after working out, then don't go work out. But, you know, uh, you have to know yourself a little bit, I think, in these. But I think you do, um, for sure. Yes. But certainly that, that shows that, you know, do do a little bit of planning will help you with your confidence uh, overall. I agree. So, yeah, we've covered a lot of ground here in this episode here. I mean, we've talked about, you know, getting to the interview and preparing for the interview and, and then what you do for the interview definitely and questions and and what questions not to ask in the interview right right and and asking researching about the, company. the the company in the inner in the the position and um you know asking questions about the culture staying away from salary conversations unless they're brought to you and um what else did we seem to cover so much? We covered a lot. If this information is helpful to you, uh, we ask that you pass it on to a friend. Tell tell a friend about our show. We love when we get likes on social media, but likes doesn't get us new viewers. So if you like the show, definitely pass it on to a friend. And if you like the show, we'd ask that you support the show by donating on Patreon. Uh, what you can do is go to our website. It's bizandmayhem.com and uh, scroll to the bottom of any episode and you'll be able to click a button and donate monthly on Patreon. You know, our lowest level is, you know, about the cost of a, a cup of coffee nowadays. So we're not asking for much, but uh, definitely if you like the show and like the content, tell a friend or tell a couple friends and, and uh, really support us by donating to the show. And so this has been episode 34 of the Biz and Mayhem podcast. Again, next time we'll talk about that salary negotiation and sort of what happens after the interview and the things that you should do after the interview and maybe follow-up notes and those kinds of things. We'll talk about that. Uh, We'll talk about negotiating salaries. And then uh, the episode after that, we'll kind of roll into maybe the first day on the job, right? Yeah. uh, And being new at a company and and, uh, some things that you should look out for there and some things that may be helpful for you. So this is our series about getting hired. Uh, We hope this information is helpful to you. And uh, again, you can check us out at bizandmayhem.com. That's where you can donate on uh, Patreon. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, or you can send us a note through the website. So we'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about this episode. And uh, until next time, have fun in the mayhem. The Biz and Mayhem podcast is produced by Check 6 Creative Studio. 
If you have a podcast or have been wanting to start one, let us know. We'd love to help you produce and edit your podcast. We'd also love to work with your business on marketing and video production. Visit us on the web at check6studio.com. That's C-H-E-C-K-S-I-X-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. Let us know you heard about us on the Biz and Mayhem podcast.